Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But uh, it certainly is a privilege <coughs> to have our brother with us, and we're looking forward to his message. And, brother, thank you very much for coming. Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Pastor. As he said, what a coincidence to meet in uh, Zimbabwe. But uh, actually, my wife is in the very same area. Uh, to correct your Pastor, actually, my address was Osterburg, Pennsylvania, near Lovely. Uh, actually, even smaller than lovely, okay? Because uh, I grew up on a farm in a place called Bob's Creek. Um, and my wife was from Man's Choice. But uh, we, I thank the Lord. You know, sometimes <coughs> I, may, I go to churches and they have pictures of missionaries there. And, and I, I hear people say, well, you know, this is our missionary, but we never see him. Uh, but uh, that's why I like to... Uh, visit the churches so that people can put a face to a missionary and uh, let them know that I, if you want, you know, you're hearing, you're, this is Cambria County, right? Cambria? Or in Somerset? Somerset. This is Somerset? Okay. Uh, you know, bordering, uh, bordering uh, Bedford County, uh, a local homegrown missionary. But, uh, you know, this January, my wife and I began 46 years as, a mis as missionaries, 46 years ago, we went to Costa Rica to study the Spanish language and uh, stayed on there for 11 years and then went to Guatemala, then Chile. That's where our kids were born and raised. Matter of fact, uh, my first children were a set of twins and died at birth, and they're buried in Costa Rica. But uh, my uh, now two boys that I have, this, the youngest one is in the ministry doing a lot what I do uh, with a missionary call on his heart. And I want to say that I, it's a blessing for me to meet uh, David, Pastor David's son, because from the very moment I met him in Zimbabwe, he was sharing about what his son did in, did, does, does in Salvador. And um, so uh, I've heard a lot uh, on different occasions, and so it's good to meet him this morning. Um, uh, before I, uh, I want to, basically what I want to do this morning, you know, they say a picture's worth a thousand words, and I have a, a, a video that I want to share with you of some of the things that I do, but, uh, you know, over the years, you take 46 years as a missionary, uh, probably uh, anything you can think of what a missionary does, I've done it, beginning digging a, a holes for septic tanks and di ditches for foundations, and ministering to children and young people and camps and uh, Bible school work and planning churches and, and medical teams. Uh, you know, I, I've probably done a whole lot of things. But uh, over the years, my ministry, uh, I find being reduced more basically to teaching, teaching pastors through seminars and conferences, and also doing a lot of teaching in Bible schools. Because... Uh, you know, once, uh, you know, and if you're in the 1040 window, uh, there's a great need for evangelism, but in a lot of countries you can't even get into. Uh, and, but outside of the 1040 window, the main uh, area of ministry is teaching, teaching the national leaders and pastors, and that's what I do, because the multiplication is just tremendous. 
because uh, if you're able to minister to a pastor and that pastor is teaching, uh, pastoring 100 people, 200 people, 500 people, the multiplication uh, is just tremendous. Uh, and I want to share a few testimonies that perhaps you might not have heard uh, with you before I show the video. But, uh, you know, we just uh, had this terrible typhoon last year in the Philippines. Well, I just happened to be going to the Philippines when that, right before that happened. Matter of fact, bef uh, before I left the airport in Dulles, uh, my plane was delayed several hours because there was a typhoon going across Japan. And we couldn't fly, and after that, you know, they got word clearance to go. We left, but because of being two hours late, there were so many other planes around the world were, was going to Tokyo that uh, the air was literally stacked with airplanes. And I remember making six, at least six circles around the airport because there was a certain river coming out of a piece of land there where it met the ocean. And I, uh, it was a, and I remember going around that six times. And when I finally landed, the plane for the Philippines was already gone, so I had to spend the night in Tokyo. And then next day went on to the Philippines and started a three-day seminar for pastors all over the Philippines. But uh, then there was another typhoon going across the northern part of the Philippines. We got a lot of rain, wind, but not anything damaging. Uh, and then after two weeks ministering in the Philippines, I went on to Brunei, which is a country it's 100% Muslim. And the churches are underground in that country and spent a week there in Brunei. And then came home and shortly after that, there was that terrible earthquake, uh, not earthquake, but typhoon. They say probably the greatest in history. And shortly after that, I got an email from a missionary that I was with there, head of the Bible school and, the, and a part of the work. And, and he shared this testimony. And I just want to share it with you because sometimes we don't hear things like this. But anyway, he said uh, of their 60 churches that they have there in the Philippines, seven of those churches were located on that island where you've probably seen the pictures in the paper where they actually blew the ship up on the island. And uh, he said of the seven churches that we have on that island, not one believer was injured. And uh, the churches themselves, there was a few minor repairs or damages that took place to the church buildings but nothing of any, any major, uh, you know, uh, problem there, uh, which, you know, is, to me is a tremendous testimony of God's power watching over uh, his people there where literally thousands and thousands of people were killed. And then he shared a testimony of a Bible school student who lived on that island. And I taught him when I was in Manila in the Bible school and they had, after that time, they had a little vacation, and he went back to his home. And uh, the, the student testified this. He says, we were praying because this thing was coming, and we were praying that they would not blow a ship up on our house. Can you imagine that? Uh, and this is what he said. He said, our house has two floors. And he said, the wind was so strong that it actually blew a truck right through the first floor of the house. <laughs> and we were up on the second floor, uh, but we were spared. Nothing happened. And he said to the director of the Bible school, I'll be back in Manila a couple day, in a couple of days to continue on in the school. But I, what a tremendous testimony how God watches over his people. So I bless the Lord for that. And another thing I'd like to share, and perhaps we don't hear much about this, uh, my son has been in contact with a, actually a, a, a lady who 
works with OME. Uh, OME is Operation Mobilización, uh, um, uh, I'm thinking in Spanish. But anyway, they're located all over the world. They have the huge ships where they go into the ports and send workers out uh, uh, to evangelize in other th areas of ministry. And so he's been speaking to this lady there. Actually, she's in, in, uh, she's in, uh, in Germany. Uh, they have one of their, their headquarters there, and a lot of pastors are coming in. And recently, just the last week, he, she shared this with my son. She said, there's so many Muslims coming to the Lord. This is incredible. So many Muslims coming to the Lord. She says, recently we had this pastor from Morocco that so many people coming to the Lord that we have we, no one to teach them. Uh, and my heart, you know, when I heard this is, oh, God, open doors for me because my heart wants to go uh, wherever there's a need like this. And, and she was relating of the different Muslim nations around that uh, so many Muslims are coming to the Lord and the pastors are in tremendous need because there's not enough workers. So I'm asking for volunteers this morning. How many would you want to go to the Muslim nations uh, because uh, it's amazing. You know, when 9-11 happened, when 9-11 happened and all that took place, immediately into my own spirit, I said, God is changing directions. God is ch putting his, his, his plan in a different gear. And because if you remember back in 9-11, mostly, most, no one knew who Muslims were. We never, you know, we never even thought about Muslims. But when 9-11 happened, immediately the world's attention was on the Muslim people. And I said, God is now going to start zeroing in on the Muslim world. And we're going to see many people coming to the Lord. And I've had over the different years tremendous testimonies of what is happening. Happening in Egypt and other nations of the world and Muslim countries. Uh, Indonesia. I was in Indonesia very, not very long ago. Tremendous move of the Lord in Indonesia. Many people coming to the Lord. So I would ask, you know, if you're not willing to go, you're not ready to go to the Muslim nations, uh, be praying for the Muslim nations because it's harvest time. I truly believe it's harvest time. Uh, I, as a missionary now, 46 years, my, my testimony is this, it's harvest time around the world. God is bringing so many souls into the kingdom of God worldwide. But it's now a special uh, zeroing in, I believe, of the Lord on the Muslim people. So be praying for the Muslim people that God is at work. And I want to share one little testimony uh, that probably you wouldn't even think is anything great. But to me, it's very special. Because normally we're accustomed to hear about uh, many, many thousands of souls coming to the Lord. Uh, but uh, my ministry is basically filled up with teaching pastors and, and Bible schools, but they always want you to teach, or excuse me, they always want you to preach whenever you have a, a little time that you're not doing anything on, uh, to preach in the churches, and which I do. And, and, and I can say this, that in every country I go to, uh, people get saved in every church service. It's amazing. Uh, because it's the power of the Lord over the nations of the world, and people are hungry for the Lord, and uh, in every church service, people get saved. Sometimes quite a few people get saved, but I just want to share something that happened last year, last November, I was in Guatemala. I preached in a little tiny church where all, uh, all Indians, because half of the population of Guatemala is Indian, 
And I preached in this little church, and after I preached, I gave an altar call, and there was this teenage girl come up carrying a baby. Uh, I don't think she's married, but anyway, she came up carrying this baby to give her heart to the Lord. And then uh, there was this man walked up to the altar, and he was leading a little boy. I later found out he was three years old. And uh, the man said, my son wants to give his heart to Jesus. And, I, you know, I'm looking down at this little boy, and I'm saying to myself, does he understand what he's talking about, you know? I'm saying inside. I didn't want to say it to him publicly, but, you know, you see the little, this little guy there. So I said, let's pray. And he was so serious. The little boy was so serious, he folded his hands and closed his eyes, and I led him in a sinner's prayer, and he was just so serious of what he was doing. And I'm just saying, oh, God, you know his heart. You know uh, how to reach in. And then after the, after, uh, the service ended, we went upstairs. They gave us a meal, and uh, this little boy was upstairs, and his mother and dad was there. And his mother said to me, you know, he says, I uh, took my little boy to the bathroom. And when I was in the bathroom, uh, my son said, Mommy, I want to know Jesus. And so she brought him out and gave him to the dad and the dad and brought him up. But what I want to say, while we were eating our meal, this little boy was just running everywhere and singing. And, and I don't know what he was in another world. Something happened. I don't know what happened. But to me, that's a tremendous testimony how God, you know, would, t- would touch a little boy like this and bring him into the kingdom of God. And so often I say, you know, like this. That's when a whole soul came to the Lord. You know, God doesn't despise anyone. I've, I've had people well up in years get saved, uh, but, you know, their life is almost over. But when you get a little child like that, he has a whole life ahead of him to serve the Lord. So what a tremendous blessing. Uh, I want, also want to share one thing with you. I didn't know that your pastor was going to take up a, another offering after this, but I would just want to say this. Um, if you want to do something for my son, uh, on the back there is a picture of my wife and my youngest son who's also in the ministry with, uh, usually, he travels sometimes with me and sometimes he goes on his own. But uh, my son is uh, going to in, uh, in Tanzania and uh, I'll be honest, very honest with you, finance has been very tough. He was in Tanzania a couple years ago and when he went to Tanzania, what he went for was literally with chainsaws and axes to cut roads back into the remote area of Tanzania so that they get four-wheel vehicles back in this area to reach unreached tribes. And after two weeks of doing that, then they walked literally for hours every day for, for a week or so back into an area where they uh, uh, contacted a tribe who had never seen a white person. You know, in our day in which we're living, that seems impossible. But they found a tribe back there uh, that never uh, knew a white person and were able to preach the gospel and someone came to the Lord. Well, my son is heading back this uh, in June. And uh, he, while he was there before, he met this African brother who... uh, uh, who's a pastor and also an evangelist, and he's been trying to help this brother. Uh, he bought him a help. Uh, he provided the motorcycle for him because it's really very remote where he's going. And my son's now is going to go. He's going to be teaching in the Bible school for two weeks there. And he's also, he's also taking equipment for this pastor 
so that uh, they can show films uh, to the areas where it's very quite remote in other places as well. And my son is really struggling because the finances are not coming through uh, because he, he has a projector, he has a screen, uh, he's a generator, and plus the tickets to get to Africa. So I just want to throw this out to you. Uh, you know, if you want to help in an offering that pastor said he was going to take up for me after the service, uh, you know, uh, welcome. But if you want to mention, do something specifically for my son, you know, make a note of that, or even if you want to do something, want to do something later, uh, Pastor could get in contact with me to be able to help him. Uh, my son has a tremendous dedication to the Lord. Matter of fact, uh, he was supposed to go to Cuba in May, and he just now canceled that out because finances have been really tough. He couldn't get the finances to get to Cuba, and now he has equipment bought to go to Africa and really struggling. So I just lay that out before you. Uh, I want to, you know, they say a picture's worth a thousand words, and I just want to show you a video that will help describe what I do and help better understand that you can pray better for me uh, as I travel around the world. You know, Pastor McGee, uh, I'm, I'm, it's only the Lord that I'm here this morning because I was in Honduras two years ago, and I was held up by three uh, gunmen with shotguns robbed of everything I had, and everything I had except the clothes on my back, uh, and very fortunate because the very robbers were policemen, and, and you know, Pastor David, the son, would know more about it than most of us here, but I was pretty dumb. I told the pastor, I said, let's go to the police station to help because they stole the, the vehicle that I was drive, uh, riding in, they were taking me home to where I was going to be spending the night after teaching in the Bible school that night. And so I said to the pastor, can we go to the police station and tell the people, the policemen that maybe they can get on this automobile and re recover it? Well, what happened? We walked right into the very police station where the three men who robbed us were the policemen. And, uh, and, and Brother David would know this from Central America. They leave no witnesses behind. I recognized one of them. Two were wearing ski masks. One was not wearing a ski mask. He stood under a street light from here to the wall right there from me. I, I, knew, I recognized him immediately when I walked into the police station. And he knew it as well because I stared him down and he turned his head from me. But I didn't say anything. I believe, honestly, I believe the Holy Ghost refrained me from sp speaking to him and calling him out. Because if I would have called him out, they leave no witnesses in these countries. They would have shot the pastor, his wife, myself, and the owner of the vehicle that were in the police station. But God spared my life. So that's why I'm with you this morning. And I thank, because it, I thank the Lord because it seems that, well, since that happened last year, I've been in so many countries even since that time that uh, I believe that the Lord has a little more uh, people that I should minister to and more souls to get saved and more pastors to be blessed and encouraged. So, uh, you know, I just mentioned this. I mentioned one more thing. Uh, when you, sometimes as people don't realize how to pray for missionaries. Uh, our world is becoming extremely dangerous. Uh, and also, uh, last year, in particular cases, when I was in the Philippines and I was in Honduras last year, uh, I was really sick. I mean, very, I'm talking about really sick. 
And uh, this is something that's quite common, quite frequently as you travel around the world, all kinds of bugs and diseases and everything are out to jump on you. And so that's why I appreciate the prayers of God's people, that God would just cover, people would cover us with prayer, um, that uh, he would continue to give us strength to do the work of the Lord. So I'm going to ask my brother if he could put this on the on the slide there, the screen. And what you're going to see here is the last year and a half of ministry. My son uh, bought me a, a video camera uh, for my birthday back in June of 2012. And uh, since that time, I've been doing a little videoing where I've been. To, uh, the last part was 2012. And uh, last year, 2013, I haven't done anything in 2013, uh, but I've been in Cuba this year, uh, but uh, this is a last year and a half of ministry, so if you want to go ahead, this will give you a little idea. Actually, it begins, go ahead with it, begins where I first met your pastor in Harare, Zimbabwe, in the Bible school there. So, um, we're ready to go? Working on it. <laughs> it should be ready to go. You have the very beginning. Just... Uh, I probably, oh no, he turned it off. While we're waiting, I just will mention this that, uh, you know, I was mentioned about praying for missionaries. Um, in 46 years, I've been, you know, I've been sick so many different times, uh, almost died with hepatitis, uh, other things. But uh, this past year, uh, when I, in September, when I was in the Philippines, I got so ill. Maybe it's ready to go. Um, that, uh, and when you're when you go out there, I think we're ready to go. Should be the first picture is not is silent. That's the uh, that's uh, where we were at the Bible school, Pastor David. This is the first year class of the 300 students. Uh, this is the third year class. You turned up a little bit because I want you to hear. The African singing in Shauna. This is the language of Zimbabwe. <laughs> and this will give you the sights and sounds of different countries around the world. Help you, hopefully, to pray for the nations of the world. One thing you'll see about the Africans, this is a third-year class, and most of now they've graduated. Most of those, I'm sure, are already in ministry in Zimbabwe or other countries. 
But uh, I love to be with the Africans when they're worshiping because the Africans worship with their whole bodies. You're seeing them using their legs. Uh, and actually, they're not just using their legs to use them. They're singing with their legs. They're singing their, what they're singing. They're doing it with their, their dance that they're doing. And you can see them as they are there. Uh, as I said, this is 8 o'clock in the morning where we just begin the third year class. Your pastor taught there some years back where I first met him and this Bible school, Living Waters Bible College. Uh, I've been there, I don't know how many different times, uh, ministering. And this is actually another Bible school there in Harare, 75 students. The first one has 300 students. We're back there now with uh, the chapel service. We're ministering in the chapel service and uh, also praying for them after we minister there. But as you see these Africans there in Zimbabwe, pray for Africa. The Lord has been so good. I have been now in 11 countries in Africa. Uh, what a blessing to be able. I've been in Zimbabwe many, many years on different occasions. And what a blessing to have a little part in the lives of these servants of the Lord uh, as they dedicate their lives to serve Him. You know, it's amazing when you travel in the countries how many people are going to Bible school because there's such a desire to serve the Lord and uh, many students in the different Bible schools praying for the, them as we're ministering to them that God would use them, bless them. Uh, now they're going to another part of the world. This is China. I've been to China now three times. This, was a, this particular trip was a tremendous trip. Uh, God used a, a, China, a Chinaman from there to bring 175 pastors, literally, from all over China. We met in two different spots, enclosed, hidden away, that no one could, uh, you know, find you. And I would ask that you look at these pictures. Can we pull up a little more sound, please? Look at these pictures, how meticulously they are uh, writing down everything they can and listening all they can because they, they have Bibles in China, but very, very uh, little study material. And so everything they can get, uh, they just write it down, grasp it, so they can take it back to their people. I actually taught the second book of Corinthians while I was there, and they translated my notes into Chinese. Uh, this is the first place was in a hotel where we were enclosed three days and three nights. Uh, no one going in, no one going out. Uh, and then when it was over, everyone went their separate ways. This is in a Bible school in Beijing. You go down the main, one of the streets of Beijing, go off a side street, dirt road, where they fix bicycles and cars, grown up with grass and junk. And back in the back is a Bible school, all made out of tin roof, roof and sides, everything where they brought the, these group of pastors and leaders from all over China and Mongolia uh, for there. And when we went in, we, we were told, please get down on the floor so that no one will see your faces because their words were, if they see us taking in and, in and out white people, we'll be busted. And so we were hidden away back in this little Bible school there in Beijing. What a blessing to see uh, these the hunger they have. Another thing you'll notice, you'll see a lot of women. 
Because in Asia, men are so reluctant to come to the Lord that, uh, and you take Indonesia, you take Korea, you, you take here China, Philippines, uh, many, many women, God puts his hand upon on them and uses them to minister the gospel to their people. What a blessing. Some of these people right there received the Holy Ghost as I was, uh, we ministered to them. And I want to, I want to pay, uh, uh, bring up a person here. I'll point him out as they're worshiping the Lord here. You're going to see a man coming up on the screen in a moment on the left. I'll point him out as he comes up. This man spent six years in prison uh, for preaching the gospel actually hunted as an animal in the, in the fields because he was a Christian, that man there. He was the one the Lord used to bring these 175 pastors in two different groups from all over China and Mongolia. Uh, what a price they pay. And all these pastors and leaders, their churches are all underground. And you never know what's going to happen to them. Uh, they can be reprimanded, even killed. So be praying for the Chinese pastors. What a blessing. Such a hunger for the Lord. Here they are praying. This blesses me so much because, believe me, the Chinese pastors know how to pray because their life is on the line all the time. So pray for China. Literally millions of souls are coming to the Lord in China. Great time for China. So many coming to the Lord Jesus. What a blessing to go there. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord Jesus. That was Aaron, one of our interpreters, did a beautiful job of interpreting for us there. Now we're coming closer to home. This is Guatemala. First place is three hours out of Guatemala City, the capital, a place called Sacapa. Did an all-day se seminar for pastors, 60 pastors in Sacapa. God did a wonderful thing there because in that particular city, because I, we go into a city and it's open to everyone, all denominations and uh, there was, uh, you'll see pastors crying there because there was a lot of strife amongst the churches. And uh, God brought a healing word to the pastors and leaders and uh, be able to, did a great ministry to that particular city. This brother here was one of our first Bible school students when I went to Guatemala in 1983. And now he has about six Bible schools in Central America and Cuba. And uh, this is his church in Guatemala City. We're worshiping the Lord and ministering. And in a moment, we'll be praying for the people. As I said, in every service, people get saved. And you'll see in a moment that we're praying for the people. Now, not everyone that you're going to see have gotten saved. In this particular, we're going to see there. But praying for them, plus people are getting saved. Where We're praying for them after the service. What a blessed time. This brother... Uh, God uses him now in a very tremendous way. This begins last year in Sierra Leone, Africa. Uh, went uh, to four major cities in Sierra Leone for pastor seminars there. There again, pastors hungry for the Word of God, attentive to take all the notes that they can because they're taking it back to their people to be able to share with them and encourage their people and you know, be blessed in the ministry. You know, I was really touched by Sierra Leone. 
Have you ever heard of the movie Blood Diamond? Well, Blood Diamond was filmed in Sierra Leone. A nation is very rich in diamonds and gold, but it's so poor because they uh, exploit the people so bad. This is another, one of the pictures of the cities there where we did a seminar in Sierra Leone. <clears throat> Dominican Republic ministered this particular trip uh, in three churches in the Bible school. In May, I'm going back to the Dominican Republic. It'll be my, I guess, about the fourth time now going there. Pastor's daughter there, you see. In this service, a tremendous thing took place because after I preached on a Sunday morning, a, a, a lady about 25 years old came forward just broken and weeping before God. And when she did that, 25 young people followed her to the altar. What a tremendous blessing that was. And then we preached that night. I preached that night in a church of 500 people. There were so many people came to the Lord that uh, you're going to see there the local pastor and another pastor were helping praying for so many people that were coming to the Lord. And then the Bible school in Santo Domingo, uh, been going back this year again in May to minister in the Bible school plus other churches as well. Uh, people are so open to the Lord there. God is blessing. <clears throat> Then Mexico, you know, if I was a young man today, I would go to Mexico as a missionary. It is harvest time. This is a Sunday morning service, two services in this particular church. All you see there are people who come, 90 people came to the Lord in that one Sunday morning service. The second service, 30 people came to the Lord in that, that particular church. People are so hungry for God in Mexico. This is Mexico City. We're a pastor who has different churches throughout Mexico, brought his leaders and workers together uh, for three days, ministering to their leaders and their pastors. Uh, I think there was uh, two leaders and leaders there to there in Mexico City. <clears throat> Our brother David would be able to read and say that's what it's saying. He says, we bless your name. I will... Um, there's no one like you. That's the pastor's wife there. <clears throat> there once again, you'll see the hunger in God's people. The desire to worship him with all of their hearts. And this is actually the first church where so many people go, these are just the workers in that one church where I ministered to all the workers in that one church. What a blessing to have a church just with so many workers. Now, this is Philippines and Brunei. Uh, spent two weeks in the Philippines, a week in Brunei. Did the pastor seminar in Manila. Uh, are right outside of Manila, over 300 pastors from Manila scattered over the, the country, plus some came in from Singapore. Uh, what a blessing there again. You know, uh, I, we prayed for so many people in this seminar. They were so hungry that they would not, we prayed for hours and hours. Actually, we had made four lines of people, four pastors praying with myself. And they were so hungry, they just want more of God, more of God.
as I said, we prayed for so many, and they were just so hungry for the Lord, seeking the Lord, crying out for more of God. What a blessing to be able to minister to people with so much hunger for the things of the Lord. What a privilege. What a blessing to have a little part into the lives of these servants of the Lord. Uh, actually, some, I've been to going to the Philippines for quite a few years, and some of those now are pastoring. And I ministered to them when they were in Bible school. And what a blessing to see them now have their own churches and own ministries and going on and being fruitful for, fruitful for the Lord Jesus. <clears throat> this is the Bible school where I mentioned about the one brother who was on the island where the truck was blown through the roof. This is the Bible school there. Uh, students from all over the country. Such hunger for the things of the Lord. What a blessing. Then we went uh, six hours north of, the, of uh, Manila, a place called Baguio. 180 pastors there came for several days of ministering, actually ministering eight hours a day to these pastors, and I was so sick. You'll see these pastors just broken and crying out to God. I was so sick that I couldn't even stand the minister. I had to sit down. Uh, but when you see something like that, you know it's not yourself. It's God at work. Because God was just working in their lives and breaking them before him. As I said, what a privilege and honor to be able to touch the lives of so many people. And they're going back to their own churches and ministering, carrying it on. Brunei, 100% Muslim, the church is underground. And this, is a, uh, this brother has really been blessed because he has worked it out through the government that he brings in people from China and Malaysia and the Philippines, other nations there. And I spent a week teaching their lead, these leaders from these different countries, uh, sharing with them, uh, teaching their lives and as for the ministry. And then on a Sunday morning service, where people were coming together. Um, that afternoon, I went to another church where it was underground. Uh, you cannot op minister, op uh, minister openly. And this is Salvador, where I finished up uh, last year. Brother David would know much about that because he spent how many years in Salvador? We did. I taught in the Bible school in, in Salvador, plus uh, two days pastor seminar for 180 pastors <clears throat> plus the church service <clears throat> this particular church in Salvador has a tremendous anointing upon it incredible the anointing upon this pastor and these people and these pastors 180 pastors scattered out in Salvador came together This is a Sunday morning service in that church. 
So this is the last year and a half of ministry. This year I've been to Cuba, just got back a couple weeks ago from Cuba. Soon be on my way to the Dominican Republic. And then after the Dominican Republic, be going to Mexico. After Mexico, Guatemala, Salvador, Honduras, and then finishing up the year in Chile. Uh, you know, I just thank the Lord for the ability he gives me, the strength that he gives me to continue to travel around the world and have a little part in the lives of so many servants of the Lord and people around the world. So I would ask your prayers. Uh, I'm going to take up an offering. Thank you for your offering. Uh, and uh, as I said, there's many ways to be praying for your missionaries. And I know you have many missionaries. Be praying for them. Uh, what a blessing. I'm going to ask your pastor to come now. Uh, you know, as you look at these pictures, you can come, pastor, but uh, some things you might notice that's quite different than most places in America. Every place that you've seen is packed out. You've seen people so hungry for the Lord, so enthusiastic for the Lord. Another thing that you might notice is so many young people. And, you know, I know there's young people in our churches today in America, but in a lot of cases, most churches have senior citizens. In, the, in these other countries around the world, there are so many young people hungry for the Lord. So may it encourage us. You know, Pastor was sharing in the Sunday School lesson about a reviving. Certainly, we need a reviving. May God use us to bring revival to America. Because as you've seen, revival all over the world. But in many cases, we need to be asking God, send revival to our nation. God bless you. It's been a blessing to be with you this morning, Pastor. Yeah. You know, that's, that's 